Hey, my name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. For those of you that do not know me, I want to welcome everybody to church today. I want to welcome everybody that is watching us online right now. Thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. All right. Hey, we are in a series called Living on Fire for God. Before we jump into it, uh, I, I want to talk about the thing that's happening Wednesday, okay? Um, we are having a tent meeting, okay? Come on, somebody. Um, it's going to be a really special time. God is already doing some amazing things. People are just showing up in their car, um, finding out what is happening here. Uh, uh, last Wednesday, uh, just someone just randomly said, hey, is this a prayer group? I want to be part of this prayer group. And so this is what happens when... Uh, revival fires start to burn in our hearts, in our minds, and in our church. And uh, every great move of God always starts with a prayer group, okay? Every great move of God always starts with a prayer group. So uh, this Wednesday, uh, we're doing something special. Uh, I'll be bringing a, a message, uh, about 10, 12-minute message. Uh, we've got some testimonies that people are going to be sharing. Uh, we're just going to, man, we've got acoustic worship uh, that's going to be happening. It's just going to be a really special time as a church to be outdoors. There's just something special about worshiping God in, in, in public. And, and man, and so I, I don't want you to miss it. And then there's ice cream afterwards. Come on. <laughs> so that, that's this Wednesday. Uh, it starts at 6.30. We have child care. And so I don't want you to miss that church. Uh, put that on your calendar, okay? All right. Last week, I have to make this announcement. Okay, last week, there was an annoying, piercing sound, okay? Some of you didn't hear it, okay? But I did hear it, okay? Some of you did hear it, and you're wondering what was going on. So we found out what was happening. Uh, it was someone's hearing aid had gone berserk, okay? And, we just, and, and it was causing interference in our sound system, Okay? That's why we, we, we couldn't do anything to troubleshoot it. And so the next time we hear that sound, okay, I'm just going to ask whoever has a hearing aid to check your hearing aid, okay? And if you come with someone that has a hearing aid, maybe just be like, hey, check your hearing aid. Um, so that's what happened last week, so we'll know what the problem is if that ever happens again, okay? Okay. Um, Hey, we are, we are in a, a series called uh, Living on Fire for God, and we are in part six today. We're on part six today, and the, the title of the message today is Commanded to Burn. Commanded to Burn, and I just want to uh, preface uh, before we, we jump into this message today, uh, I had a really busy week this week, and um, just... A lot of times I work through everything in my message and it's very polished. Um, I don't use notes because it's in my heart. This week I had a very busy week and I'll be honest, uh, last night as I was praying and going through the message, the Lord changed how I preach today, how, how He wants me to preach today. Um, I thought I was going to preach from one perspective and He said, no, I want you to change that perspective for my people today, and so I just want to warn you, buckle up, okay? Because there has, 
there's the tendency to be really unfiltered when God does this to me today, okay? Come on, let's pray, Father. We thank you for this moment, Holy Spirit. We thank you that you're here. We thank you for every person that is here today. It is not by mistake that they're here. You have a word for us today. And so, Holy Spirit, I thank you for everybody that's watching online and that is in this place today. God, could you call them by name? You have purpose in this very moment for us, God. There is purpose in your word, your eternal word. And so, God, I pray that you prepare our hearts right now in Jesus' name. Prepare our hearts, prepare our minds for what we're about to receive. Jesus, get me out of the way. None of me and all of you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen and amen. Commanded to burn. So what I want to do today is, uh, where, where I want to start today, is I want to start in the New Testament. And I want to show you uh, some things in the New Covenant. And then I want to go to the Old Testament and show you a command from the Lord that makes it possible because of what Jesus did in the New Covenant, okay? So let's start with 1 Peter. 1 Peter 2, 5 through 9. Now remember, Peter preached a lot to the Jews, okay, the Jewish people. That's what he says. He says, and you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. Now, in the Old Covenant, what they would do is they would come to a physical temple, right, and bring sacrifices to a priest, and then the priest would go into the Holy of Holies. There was this curtain, right, that separated the priest from the normal people, and only the priest could go uh, past this curtain, and even the priest sometimes had some issues, okay? If their heart wasn't pure, if they weren't in, in right standing with God, they died, Okay, um, they actually would go in with bells on the bottom of their robes and, and, and uh, a rope tied around their leg. And so if, if the bells stop ringing, okay, they, oh, there's a problem. <laughs> let's, let's pull Fred out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, thank God for Jesus, okay? Like, my job would be a lot more dangerous, okay? And so in, in the Old Testament, they, they, they would have, they would, go to a physical temple, and, and Peter is saying, because of what Jesus did, we are now the temples of the Holy Spirit. What's more, what's more you are holy priests. Now, this was mind-blowing to them, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're holy priests? We're, whoa, wait, wait, wait. We're, we're, we're part of the, the royal priesthood? He says this, though the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifice that pleases God. And so he's saying through Jesus, because of what Jesus did, you no longer have to go to a priest to bring a sacrifice. You no longer have to go uh, to a priest to confess your sins. It doesn't matter what the Catholic Church says. You don't have to do that because Jesus did that for us. And we've actually all have, have been invited in to be part of this royal priesthood. As the scriptures say, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honor, and anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Let's continue. Yes, you who trust him recognize the honor God has given him, but for those who reject him, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone, and he is the stone that makes people stumble the rock, the rock that makes them 
fall. Let's continue. Let's finish up this passage here. They stumble because they do not obey God's word, and so they meet the fate that was planned for them. But you are not like that. Come on. Say, I'm not like that. Come on, receive it for yourself. For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. No longer are we in the darkness. We are in the light. Okay? So we we have the understanding of what Peter's talking about in the New Covenant, in the New Testament, what Jesus has done for us, okay? Now let's look at this command that God gives his priests, us, right, because we're part of the royal priesthood, in Leviticus 6, 12 through 13. Come on, it's a good Sunday when I can use Leviticus to preach from. Come on, somebody. (laughs) The fire on the altar must be kept burning. There were... There wasn't an option there. No, no, no. God says, no, no, no. The, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out. Every morning, the priest is to add firewood and arrange the burnt offering on the fire and, the burnt, and burn the fat of the fellowship offering on it. The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. And we've been talking about building and sustaining the fire of God, starting the fire of God, but sustaining it and, and getting it. We must read our Bibles. We, we must pray. There, it, it's, it's not a choice. If you want the fire of God to burn continuously in you, we must gather together as a church. Church, when we come here, it, it's everybody's fire comes together in one place and we burn together. This is why you can feel the power and the presence of God in this room today and you can feel something different. It's because all of our fires are together, burning together. So we, our fire must burn. It's a commandment to keep it burning. Our light must shine. We are commanded to burn. We're commanded to shine our light. Barna Group, and we're going to be getting into some Barna Group studies. They're they're a Christian organization that does a lot of surveys of American Christians, and we're talking about the thousands. They they interview and they talk to thousands of American Christians uh, uh, every single day, and they're always doing new studies and surveys on the spiritual landscape of our country. One that they did recently shows where we're at as a country. Uh, basically, they, they interviewed different uh, age brackets, right? Uh, the silent generation, the boomers, the Xs, the millennials, the Zs. The, they, 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 they interviewed all of them. And what was very, very interesting uh, is how the millennials feel uh, about evangelism, basically shining your light. of Christian millennials, okay? 47% of Christian millennials in America say that it is wrong for you, for them, to share their faith with someone else. Not that they struggle with it or they don't know what to say. No, no, no. They actually believe that it is wrong. 47% of the millennial generation... 
generation actually believes that it is wrong to share the gospel with someone. And then they gave all different reasons. Well, I don't want them to make them feel bad, or I don't want it to, to be an uncomfortable work environment. And so they gave all of these different reasons why. Church, we have an issue when it comes to shining our light. But we don't as, this isn't a choice. As the world gets darker and darker, the world's not getting better, okay? It's going to get worse. And more than ever, the church needs to burn. More than ever, we need to shine our light in the darkness. Jesus says this in Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Jesus says this, you are the light of the world. Jesus comes on the scene, he says, I'm the light of the world. And then he says, Peg, you're it. You go be the light of the world now. I did my thing. Now it's your turn. You are the, we are the light of the world. There's, there's no other option, okay? He chose us to be the light of the world. We are a town built on a hill it cannot be hidden. And in and, and other translations, it says we're, we're, we're a city. What is Jesus talking about? He's talking about the church. We are a city on a hill. We, we are a town built on a hill that is supposed to shine in the darkness. If you think about a town, if you think about a city, the only way someone can find that city or town in the darkness is if it's shining. Church, more than ever, we need to burn. More than ever, we need to shine our light for Jesus. Neither do people light a, a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Okay. Uh, other translations uh, use the word basket, okay? And what Jesus is talking about, we talked about this last week, we talked about the fire triangle, right? Fire needs three things. It needs oxygen, it needs fuel, right? And it needs heat. Well, Jesus is talking about suffocating, right? It, 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 and, and this is a flashlight. Uh, Jesus would, would talk more about, about a candle. He's talking about a candle. He's talking about a lamp. And he's saying, look, if you put it under a bowl... It's going to go out. Why? Because it doesn't have oxygen. And we talked about what oxygen is last week. It is the Ruach of God. No longer, man, when we put a bowl on our fire, when we put a bowl on our light, the fire goes out. When we stop shining, the fire goes out. When the pneuma of God is no longer breathing in our life, and you're wondering why, that the, you're, if you're wondering why today that you're not on fire for Jesus, if, you, if you're not excited about the Holy Spirit, you're, you're not excited about coming into to God's house today, my guess, my guess is that this is what you look like <laughs> in the spiritual realm. You, you got a bowl on your head. And it's funny, right? We laugh at it because I look funny, I look ridiculous, and... and um, this is the sacrifice that I make for you today that I'm willing to mess, mess my hair up. But this is actually what we look like in the spirit realm to the devil. And he's laughing at us. 
when we don't shine our light. Look at those Christians with the bowl on their head, with the basket on their head. They're not burning for Jesus. And when we don't burn for Jesus, we are no longer a threat to the enemy. We have a bunch of American Christians today. This is what's wrong with the church, with bowls on their head. There's no, there's no pneuma, there's no ruach. The Spirit of God isn't burning in many churches all across America We've got bowls on our churches. We've got baskets on our churches. And we wonder why the world is getting worse. It's because we, we, we've got the bowl of shame on. You guys remember, um, oh man, what is that movie? With the cone up, with the cone of shame, right? We've got, we've, got the, we've got the ball of shame. We have the basket of shame on our, on our heads. And we're walking around and Satan is literally laughing at us. Because we're walking around with no power, with no fire. Jesus needs us to shine our light in the darkness. He, he needs us. He, he's chosen us to, to shine the light. And he didn't say, hey, as long as it's convenient, okay? As long as, long as it works into your schedule. It's going to shine it. If it doesn't make people too uncomfortable uh, for you to read your Bible at lunch break at work, then you can do it. If it doesn't make, you know, you know, your family situation, you know, we don't want to rile anybody up. We... No, no, no. He says, we, we must, we must burn. We must burn. We're, we're commanded to shine the light and burn. A couple of years ago, uh, I don't know, it was like five or six years ago, uh, I was in the mall. Um, it's when people used to go to the mall. <laughs> people were actually in there. And uh, I, was, I, was, I was in a hurry, and it was, it was, it was Christmas time, and, and I was in there to get a present. I don't even know who I was getting a present for, but I was like in a hurry. And I, was, I remember walking down the hallways of the mall, there's lots of people there, and as I was walking, like, people are, are like, having responses to me as I'm walking down the hall of the mall. Like, like, like people are like, I'm not just like, what is going on? Like, what is happening right now? Like, like, and then once in, a, once in a while, people will be like, and I'm like, what, what is happening? Like, do they think I'm like, like a celebrity or a political person? And like, you know, like, what is, do I... Do I smell? Like, like, I'm just like, is there something on my face? Like, what is happening right now that I'm walking through the mall and literally 90% of the people are having a reaction to me? I don't know what's going on. Like, this is a very weird day. And I'm talking like almost everybody that I was walking by was making gestures and, and, and mostly negative. And so I walk into this store and I'm looking at something and this guy comes up to me and he's like, yes. And I'm like... And, and as a pastor, right, I, I'm, I'm like, how do I know this person? Should I know his name? Like, does he go to my church? Did I meet him in Florida? Is he a cop? You know what I mean? I'm just like racking my brain. He's like, yes. And I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> yes, what? He's like, your shirt. I said, my shirt. Oh, I was wearing a shirt that day that said, got Jesus question mark. 
I'm like, oh, when you bring the light into a dark place, specifically Jesus, people have reactions to it. And I'm like, yes, high five. Stranger. <laughs> when we bring the light into the darkness, there's always going to be feelings of, of there's going to be spiritual tension, but it's going to get uncomfortable. Because the darkness doesn't like the light. It doesn't. Right? When you walk out of here today and you go, you go into the lobby and you're like, ah, right? Light. Right? You go watch a movie for two hours, you come out and you're like, ah, light, right? Because darkness does not like the light. It's uncomfortable. And there will always be spiritual tension when you let your light shine. There always will be. And in, in, in church, we're, we're coming into a time where it's going to get more uncomfortable. It's not going to get more comfortable. It's going to get more uncomfortable when you take a stand and begin to shine your light in your school, in your workplace, around your friends and family. It's going to get more uncomfortable. You're going to be labeled things that you never thought you were ever going to be labeled, and we're going to talk about that in the next series. That's not what we're talking about today. Talking about today is that Jesus is looking for people who will shine their light no matter what is happening in their life, no matter what is going on in, in the social atmosphere or the cultural atmosphere. Jesus needs people who are willing to shine their light. John 3, 19 through 21, and I love this. I love how this is, is, is phrased today. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Let me tell you, there were years of my life that I loved the darkness. Okay, about seven years of my life, I, I partied, I drank, I did drugs, I did all those things, and I, I loved the darkness. I, I hated the light. All of us here today, at some point in time, we've been in darkness. We've experienced the darkness of this world. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. Right? There's... When, when, when we come out of the darkness and into the light, there's this light, and this light is turned on us. And for many of us, we don't want to be exposed. Being exposed is uncomfortable. Even if it's just being exposed before the Lord, right? That's uncomfortable, right? Repentance for some of us is uncomfortable comfortable admitting when we're, we're wrong that we've fallen short. For some of us today, it, it even hurts us when we allow the Holy Spirit to expose us. But whoever lives by the truth, come on, comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Let's continue. Is that it? Okay, that's it. 
This is the power of our testimony. When, when we let the light of Jesus on our life and say, God, have your way, all of me, I want all of you. This is the power of our testimony. This is why Jesus tells John in, in Revelation, it is by their testimonies that the people will be saved. When you share what God has done in your life, man, that is super powerful. And Satan wants to do everything possible to stop you from sharing what God has done in your life. And so he makes you embarrassed or shameful. I've had pastors, if you've been on our website, um, Dawn and I, we share our testimony. We're, we're very transparent about where we came from. And I've had pastors come up to me and say, man, I looked at your website. Um, are you sure you want to leave your story on your website? And I said, well, well, why? He's like, you're not embarrassed by it? And I said, listen, I said, it helps remind me that I am no different than the people that I'm speaking to today. That... that I've gone through brokenness and I'm constantly going through brokenness and I'm constantly being healed by the Holy Spirit. And the moment that I, I stop remembering that is probably the moment I shouldn't pastor this church any longer. And so I don't, I don't ever want to forget the brokenness that I've gone through and, and, and forget Never forget what Jesus had pulled me out of. I mean, we want to talk about rock bottom, addicted to drugs. I talked last week about my story about wanting to become a drug dealer with Scorpio and Z. Like, come on, like, you want to talk about far away from the blessings of God and the favor of God? John 8, 12. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Church, light is life. Light is life. And we have some, we have some real dark world issues today, right? Right? that are all around us in our schools and, and, and at our workplaces and in our government and just on television. Just, we're, we're assaulted by dark world, world issues. And today, I, I, here's the perspective change that the Holy Spirit's like, no, no, I don't want you to talk that way today. Because it's easy to talk about how messed up the world is and be like, yeah, they're messed up. <laughs> Look how weird they are. Look how unintelligent they are. They don't have any comments. It's easy to point at the world, people who are complete darkness, who are living in complete ignorance, and point our finger at them and say, wow, look how messed up they are, but literally forget how messed up we are. Isaiah 5, 20. 
Isaiah speaks this seven to eight hundred years before Jesus comes to earth, okay? And he's rebuking a nation. And if Isaiah was here today and he saw our nation, this would be the same words he'd use for America that he used for Israel, okay? Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Right? It's easy to look at the things that are happening in our world and be like, yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, they're literally taking things that are evil and calling them good and they're pushing an agenda and they're doing all these things. I don't want to talk about that today. There's another time for that. Today, I want us to take the light and shine it on, shine it on you. What are the things in your life that you are calling evil good? What are the things in your life that, that you're calling sweet, but it's really bitter? What are some of the things in, in your life that, man, the dark places in your life that the Holy Spirit has been, been trying to shine the light on, but you're just like, God, no, 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 no. That's too painful. No, God, 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 here, here you go, here you go. You can, you can have my foot. You can have all of my foot, Lord. Just take it. Lord, you can deal with my knee, Lord. God, deal with my spouse. My sp Lord, deal with my spouse. Lord, my kids, deal with my kids. And the Holy Spirit's like, no, 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 no. I want to deal with you. Yes. Church, and, and, and this is why, this is why, where God is leading us, we pray for revival. We pray for a historic move of God. We pray, we pray for God to save our neighborhood, to save a city, to save a state, to save a nation. It starts with us first. Because if we're going to be carrying this revival fire, this, this, this light, God wants to deal with us first. Because he doesn't, he just doesn't want a moment on Wednesday, right? He just doesn't want a, a couple weeks of, of good Holy Spirit moment, right? Where we, we, you know, we can feel the presence of God. No, no, no. He wants to do something generationally. And because God wants to do something generationally, we have to do the work in us first. Because for many of you, he's going to call you into places. He's going to call you to lead life groups, to, to step up to serving teams. We're going to need more prayer partners because there's just going to be more people here that, that, that are hurting, broken, and lost that need God. And so God's going to call many of you to step up into places that you've never been called to step up into. But God is asking for, for, for you to shine the light on you. That bitterness that you have in your heart towards someone, that, that, that unforgiveness that you have towards someone, that, 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 a, that habitual habit that you have, instead of running to Jesus, you run to that thing. That addiction that you've had hidden from everybody and nobody knows about. 
the stress that you give into, the anxiety that you, 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 you give your mind over to, the depression that you live in, you, you, you put on a mask, you put on a, a mask to everybody else, but deep down inside, you're dying inside because you never dealt with something that happened to you as a child, because you never dealt with something that, that happened to you that, that hurt you deeply. Church, as your pastor, don't go another day. Don't go another moment. We serve a God who wants to be invited in. There's, listen to me. There's nothing that is too shameful for God. No, nothing too shameful for God. Some of you today think that you've done things that is beyond God's repentance. Maybe you had an abortion. You can't forgive yourself. Maybe you cheated on your spouse. Maybe you stole from work. Maybe you were in a homosexual relationship. And you're just like, I'm just, Pastor, if you knew, listen, God knows and He loves you. And He wants to heal you. And He wants you to be whole. But we've got to stop putting a ball on the light of the Holy Spirit that he wants to burn in us. Church, we're commanded to burn. But for so many of us, we can't burn because we've got a bull and a basket on our life and we're saying, God, have your way except these four things. Church, that's not true surrender. Ephesians 5, 8 through 11 For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Some of you conspiracy theorists today are just like, Pastor, I just found my life verse. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness and expose them. That's what I'm doing. Okay, listen, okay? Love you. It's easy to listen to the next conspiracy theory and listen to a two-hour podcast about how messed up the world is. Again, perspective church. The Holy Spirit wants to work on you. Whether there's an alien invasion or lizard people or whatever it is, God wants to do something in, in you. He wants to do something in, in us. And we have to let God in to every space and place because God wants to shine. He wants us to be whole. Next passage. Let, 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 let's work through this and, and then we're going to take communion. It's part of our response time today. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. What a beautiful imagery. Jesus wants to shine in our lives. This is the, the promise. When we shine, Jesus shines through us. Isaiah 9-2, I want to end with this passage. 
And then we're going to transition into response time today. Isaiah 9-2. The people walking in darkness, come on, this is also prophetic, I believe, for us today. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. Church, the light has come. And we are commanded to burn as his church. And if we want to reach a city that is in deep darkness, we got to let the Holy Spirit burn in us first. And deal with all the dark spaces in our life. And yes, it's, it, it, it can be painful. But I'm talking from experience. It's worth it. It's worth it. To walk around with, with nothing hidden, nothing in deep darkness, and truly experiencing the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. First things first, maybe you'd say this morning, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus, and I need to say yes to him today. Or maybe you've drifted from the truth, and, and you've and you've just gone away from God and, and the things of God, and, and you've just been putting things of this world in front. And, and today you just want to make a recommitment to Jesus, that you're going to follow Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you today, just slip up your hand. I just want to pray with you today. Yep, just put it up and put it down. This is between you and God. Yep, you can put it down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yep. And I would ask this morning that we'd all repeat this prayer as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sin. That you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing. We are now going to transition into our response time in Part of our response time today, we're going to be taking communion together. And so if you did not get an all-in-one and you want to take communion this morning, just slip up your hand. I'm just going to have one of our ushers come and make sure that you have one so you can take the elements with us today. Jesus gathered his disciples together and he began to break bread. He began to tear pieces of bread and hand them to his disciples. And he said, this bread represents my body that will be broken for you. His body was brutally broken, ripped apart. Isaiah said it was so ripped apart. Isaiah prophesied that you couldn't even tell if he was still a human being. How destroyed his body was. And Jesus says, look, the promise isn't that you'll never go through brokenness. Because we live in a fallen, dark world. The promise is that you can be made whole again. No matter what you've gone through in your life, what you're going through today, or what you are going to go through, Jesus' broken body is enough to make us whole. So as we partake in his body today, let's thank Jesus for the sacrifice that only he could make today to give us wholeness. Let's partake. Thank you, Jesus. Then he took the wine, in our case, juice. 
And he said, this is my blood. This represents my blood that will be shed for you. For us today, that, that, that's kind of a, a weird thing to think about, that someone's blood could save us. Under the old covenant, you had to take an animal to a priest, and it was the blood of that animal that would cover your sins up to that point. Sin always needs a blood sacrifice. It's just how God designed it. And now that we're under the, the new covenant, Jesus fulfilled everything from the old covenant, and he gave us a new covenant, and he said, this is my blood that will be shed for you. It's the last sacrifice that will ever need to be made. All of your sins, past, present, and future, will be forgiven. And as Jesus is hanging on the cross, what does he do? He takes the power of sin and death away. And he says, no longer do you have to fear sin or live in sin or be controlled by sin. And no longer do you have to be afraid of death because I'm going to give you eternal life because of the sacrifice that, I've, that I made once and for all. That's what gives us true freedom, church, the blood of Jesus. And so as we partake in the juice today, let's thank Jesus for the amazing once and for all sacrifice for our sin today. Let's partake. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We are not going to continue our response time today. Here at Passionate Life Church, we've created three spaces to help you connect today to, to the presence of God, to the Holy Spirit. And as your pastor, this is the most important time in the service, is that we learn to respond to God's voice because he's always speaking. He's always calling out. It's just whether or not we're willing to listen and respond to what he's asking us to do. And so what we've done here at Passionate Life Church, we've created three stations to help you connect to God. The first station is the station of the cross. We've got pieces of paper up here and pen. You can write whatever you want on that piece of paper and stick it to the cross and say, in Jesus' name, this thing is finished. As Jesus is hanging on the cross, he said, it is finished. What's finished? Everything's finished. Everything that you deal with, everything that you're struggling with today, your addiction, your habits, your habitual habits, your negative mindset, your depression, your anxiety, it's all finished. It's all been finished. It's whether or not you want to let Jesus finish it today. Maybe you need to write someone's name on a piece of paper today and say in Jesus' name that it is finished. I forgive this person. Maybe they hurt you really bad and you've never truly forgiven them or let them go. Maybe you need to do that today. Maybe you've been praying for somebody for a really long time and you're just struggling to have the faith today to continue to pray for their life. Maybe you just need to write their name down and say in Jesus' name it is finished. They are a son. They are a daughter of you. Second station is the station of the altar, and this is where we just come and get on our knees before the Lord. And the Father's listening. And, and I, I love this space. Every Sunday I'm, I'm here, and I'm at the altar because I need the altar. So I just want to encourage you. Amen. The, the altar's open. Just come before the Father. He's listening to whatever you need today. And then the third station is the station of our, our prayer code. This is where you feel the heat of the Holy Spirit. This is where we invite the power and the presence of God into your situation. Listen, do not struggle. If you're struggling with anything today, do not struggle alone. Let us partner with you today. Let us invite the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit into whatever you're going through today because he is enough. 
Some of you today, you need to, maybe it's on the cross, maybe it's at the altar, maybe it's in the prayer cove, you need to shine the light on some dark spaces today. Maybe that you've never told anybody. And what's going to happen today is you're going to experience true freedom. There's going to be a heaviness that will lift off your life today if you're obedient to the Holy Spirit in doing that. We had a lady several months ago uh, go to the prayer go, cove and, and I was preaching similar about confessing something that you're holding on to and she's like, I didn't even realize that I was holding on to something for 45 years against my brother. And I confessed it to someone in the prayer cove and they prayed and pastor, I never felt I never knew I could feel this good. Church, don't wait until you're in your 70s, okay? Maybe you are in your 70s today. Don't wait until you're in 80s, okay? Don't wait until you're in your 20s or 30s to let God remove something that will literally set you free today. If you can, let's stand to our feet today. We're going to pray, we're going to worship, and we're going to respond. Holy Spirit, this is your time. This is your space. You've carved this this moment of time, these next 10 to 15 minutes out in time. And so, Holy Spirit, I just ask that every single person in this room today would let the light shine on the darkness. God, I pray that every single person in this room today would be obedient what you're asking us to do. And that maybe it's the cross, maybe it's the altar, maybe it's the prayer cope. But we would not delay our breakthrough. We would not delay our miracle. We would not delay what you want to do in us. Maybe there's people in here today, man, they're, they're, the fire's never burned in them. And today the, the fire is going to begin to burn in them. And they're going to see different, think different, and act different today because you are a transformer. And we thank you for your transformation power that is here today. Holy Spirit, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen.